From the Financial Times, this is FT News and I'm Jyotsna Singh in Delhi. The US has cut military aid and weapons sales to Pakistan over its inability to tackle militancy in the areas bordering Afghanistan. But for Islamabad, China has stepped in as a trusted ally with a range of sophisticated war technology and is now emerging as its leading arms supplier. The FT's South Asia correspondent Kiran Stacey joins me now to discuss how this may tip the strategic balance in the region. Kiran, how long has China been selling weapons to Pakistan and how has it changed recently? Well, China's been selling weapons to Pakistan since the mid-1960s in the wake of an arms embargo that the US slapped on Islamabad in the wake of the 1965 war between Pakistan and India. So between around 1965 and 1975, the US sold almost no weapons to Pakistan and Chinese exports suddenly from nowhere jumped up to several hundred million dollars a year. After that, There has always been an inverse relationship between arms supplies from the US and arms supplies from China to Pakistan. So every time the US cut the taps off, Pakistan would go to China instead. But what's changed recently is that the value and the sophistication of the weapons that China is making have jumped. So China is now able to provide things that it was never able to provide in the past. One key example of this is what's known as the JF-17. This is a fighter jet that has been made jointly, actually, between China and Pakistan, but mostly developed in China. When it was first built, it was nowhere near the American equivalent, the F-16, which has formed the backbone of the Pakistan Air Force for many years. But in recent years, it's really come along, and the equipment it's now fitted out with means that the Pakistani Air Force is willing to buy these, which come in at about a third of the price, rather than the American-made F-16s. How does this fit into the broader relationship between the two countries? Both Pakistan and China have a saying about their relationship. They say it is higher than the Himalayas, deeper than the deepest sea, and sweeter than honey. It's quite an extraordinary thing to say in the field of international relations, but these two countries essentially see each other as steadfast allies. Pakistan relies on China in a way that it feels it cannot rely on the U.S., U.S. support will come and go, depending on which administration is in power or what Pakistan happens to be doing at the time. But China, the Pakistanis say, is always there for them. That's particularly been seen in recent years through something called the China-Pakistan Economic Corridor, which is a part of Xi Jinping's flagship policy to roll out a whole network of trade routes around the world. The cornerstone of this is the CPEC, as it's known, and that involves basically Beijing sanctioning around $60 billion worth of money to be spent on infrastructure projects in Pakistan. They include highways, they include railways, they include energy projects. Most of all, they include a huge new port down in a place called Guada. The ostensible reason for this is so that China can get its goods out to sea more quickly than having to go through Shanghai, certainly from the west of China, it would be much easier to come down through Pakistan rather than going all the way across the country. But another reason is because China's keen to foster the kind of, uh, some might say, client relationships that the US has often fostered through economic power. And that's exactly what some people in Washington particularly worry is happening between China and Pakistan right now. What impact has this had on Pakistan's relationship with the US? Islamabad is much bolder now in dealing with the US than it has been for a while. They see that 
they have more than one source of both revenue and weapons and international backing in organizations such as the UN. So it has meant, for example, in the last year or so that as Donald Trump has increasingly turned his anger towards Pakistan and accused them of sowing deceit and treachery and lies in regards to whether or not Pakistan is dealing with terrorists on the border with Afghanistan, Islamabad has felt able to turn around to the Trump administration and say, well, we don't care. We're not going to play your game anymore. We have an ally that will stay with us, whatever happens. And now they have the financial and military clout to be able to allow us to stand up to you in a way we weren't before. So it's very interesting how the China-Pakistan relationship has disrupted the Pakistan-US relationship And for Washington, this could be potentially serious. It's not just Pakistan they risk losing here. It's also Afghanistan. And at a time when Donald Trump has committed more troops into Afghanistan, he really needs the cooperation of Islamabad to be able to run supply routes into Afghanistan and try and disrupt some of the terror activity that happens across the border there. Are other countries following suit? And should the US be worried? Pakistan is not the only country to be looking elsewhere than the US for its weapons supplies. Even some of the US's most long-term allies and most long-term weapons buyers are now starting to look towards Russia to a certain extent and definitely China. So, for example, Saudi Arabia and Turkey have both signed arms agreements with Russia. In the Philippines, Rodrigo Duterte has talked about the US not being a reliable partner so wants to go to Russia instead. Thailand's talking about buying weapons from China. In large parts of Africa, world leaders have talked about buying weapons from China instead. And particularly from China, that has two benefits for leaders in countries like that. First of all, weapons from there are cheaper. Now, you might argue they're not as sophisticated. That's true to a certain extent. But also Chinese labor is cheaper. So you are getting better value probably for the dollar you spend. Secondly, it doesn't come with strings attached. When you buy weapons from the US, it always comes with the risk that the US will cut you off or will use those weapon supplies to try and engineer whatever world order they want. You can see that in a cynical way or you just see it in a positive way. The US helps sow democracy and freedom through the world partially by using the levers it has, such as its own trade links. Now, if those get cut off, if the US loses those important relationships with countries in the Middle East, and Africa, South America even, large parts of Asia, then you will find China's power increasing dramatically in places where you might not think that they have a natural foothold. Thank you, Kiran. If you'd like to read more, you can find a link to Kiran's article on this subject in our podcast notes. Thanks for listening. 